You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 316. Is blogging still important? You know, I've been uh, doing a written blog for, gosh, over 10 years now. I've got the podcast, which you're listening to. It's been going for a couple of years. And, you know, I've, I've seen some, some very interesting shifts in blogging. A lot of people that started have already given up. Um, you know, so many even friends of mine who say, yeah, yeah, I'm going to start a blog. And, you know, if you, if you uh, post in, they realize this is hard work posting regularly. And so they've kind of faded away. Um, you know, along with the, the traditional uh, written blog, there's also, as we said, podcasting, which has become very popular as people um, like to listen to content, you know, whether they're in their car, they're jogging, they're you know, on the exercise bike or, uh, you know, even the ride to work, but also video casting. A lot of people are doing a video blog, um, you know, producing some great content. YouTube and other platforms are full of, you know, just some really great, just some some, some really good, unique content uh, for pretty much anything that interests you. But the question is, is blogging, traditional blogging, and of course we can throw podcasting and video casting in there too, um, are those things still relevant? And uh, is the, the traditional written blog being pushed kind of, kind of out onto the periphery with these uh, other, other type of platforms? You know, reality is blogging is still a wonderful way to reach a wider audience. Individuals and organizations both create blogs to, to share whatever their message is. Uh, for example, you know, some businesses uh, produce a blog. Uh, I've seen plumbing companies, plumbing companies that that actually produce a blog on, um, you know, simple stuff, practical stuff. You know, how to uh, clear a, a, a sink that's stopped up, how to clear a toilet that's stopped up. Um, you know, just simple things, but yet they're things that draw people to that company's website. So, you know, it, it can be um, something, you know, professional. It can be something recreational, but um, it's a great way to showcase um, you know, if it's a company, showcase their products. Um, you know, for an individual, maybe conveying and showcasing their thoughts and ideas. And, and you know, reality is your your blog has the potential to reach millions of people. Now, will it? I don't know. I mean, I reach thousands, um, millions. That's a that's a big number. But there are potentially millions of readers available for the successful blogger who knows how to be creative and is willing to work hard. I'm going to share a few tips. On creating a successful blog, and to some degree, this stuff can be applied to a podcast. It could also be applied to a video cast. Um, some obviously, obviously not, but uh, but you know, I think there's some some uh, you know still some very very important reasons why the traditional written blog um, is, is still here to stay. I don't ever see it going away. 
Um, to be truthful, I don't read as many blogs as I used to uh, for, for a couple of reasons. Some of them have changed uh, the, the quality of, of the content. One particular uh, blog that I used to follow regularly has become um, really more of a sales page than anything else. And, and listen, I get it. I got no problem with people making money, but uh, a blog that used to really specialize in, in very helpful leadership content, um, self-help content, has has really become you know more of a, a a catalog or a sales platform. So I've just moved away from that one and, and a few others. But there are still some that uh, that I enjoy reading. But here's a here's a few tips if you're considering starting a blog or starting a podcast or starting maybe a video cast. First of all, keep it short. People don't want to get bogged down into long posts. If you're writing a blog, it really needs to be in the 500 word range, give or take. Um, some studies seem to indicate a little bit longer is better, but I think 500 words is a, is a good um, number to shoot for. Some of mine are shorter, some of mine are longer, but a 500 blog can be read in about two minutes. And that's about all the attention span you're going to get from most people if you get that. Because the reality is most people are going to scan it. That's why in a lot of my blogs, I don't do it in all of them, but in a lot of my blogs I'll actually use bullet points because that's probably going to be all that the reader sees is that bullet point, those bullet points. They're looking for the answer to a question, they're looking to solve a problem, and hopefully those bullet points, um, if they found it through Google or one of the other search engines, are going to help them. Um, you know, many new writers, many new content producers feel that they have to put everything they know about the subject in one post. And, you know, I mean, it's it, 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 it sounds great, but, you know, honestly, it's so much better if you can break it down into two or three parts. I mean, this... This podcast will be two parts because I've got so much content and I don't want to go, you know, too long. So I'll break it down into two parts. Um, and so so considering break, consider breaking your content up. Um, this can create a sense of anticipation. Um, and it, it, it's not an information dump. It's not an information overload. And, you know, if, if you really don't want to create a multi-part post, then you're going to have to discipline themselves to only include the best or the most important material. Because it makes no sense to write a brilliant piece, um, but it's, if, it's, if it's excessively long, no one's going to read it. It can be the most brilliant thing on the planet, the most helpful, the most practical. But again, if no one reads it, it's just a waste of time. So I would really, really say... Let's focus on keeping it short and concise. Um, you know, now podcasting is an interesting thing. I listen to podcasts. Um, some of my favorite ones are in the 15 to 20 minute range, which is usually what I shoot for with this one. Um, there are some that are longer uh, based on the type of show that they are. But I can't say that I listen to every episode, or maybe I'll go back and binge listen. But um, with a 20-minute post, a 20-minute podcast, you know, I'll try and catch that every week. It's easy because that's one, you know, back-and-forth trip to the gym, and I can listen to that podcast. Um, so, so you know, you've got to kind of decide what you are presenting. There are some very popular and very successful podcasters out there that regularly do an hour or an hour-and-a-half-long show. I don't know how you do that, um, and, you know, but they seem to have a very 
you know, strong fan base, and they've monetized them, and that's fantastic. Uh, I think for the average, and especially for the new podcaster, I would say shoot for shorter rather than longer. Shoot for that 15-minute sweet spot, and, you know, if later on you end up lengthening it or extending it, no problem. It's the same with video. Um, you know, usually when I'm looking for a how-to video or if I'm looking for an instructional video, I'm not looking for the longest one. I'm looking for the, the one that's going to give me the most value in the shortest amount of time. So kind of balance that out. If it takes you 30 minutes to teach somebody how to do something, okay, then a 30-minute video is going to be acceptable. But you might want to break it into two or three parts um, just so you don't lose your audience there. Number two. Okay, that was keep it short. Number two is be consistent. Be consistent. You know, this is where most new bloggers, most new podcasters, most video bloggers struggle the most. Because after the initial excitement of creating a few posts, uh, you know, then the person finds out, the content creator finds out, you know, this is a lot of work. Um, I've talked to people who said, you know, I'm going to post every single day. Well, that's good, but that. That means you're posting every single day, and that's a lot of work. Uh, probably the only person that, 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 that I follow closely who has been successful in this, and he's been wildly successful. He's got you know, businesses and you know, many different platforms that he operates on, but that's Seth Godin. And Seth Godin um, publishes new content at least once a day, sometimes more. But at least once a day, he posts a blog. Now, they're not all long. Some are short, but some are. You know, easily uh, five to eight hundred words. Some maybe even a little bit longer than that. But he posts something every single day. But what are you going to do? Um, you know, a worthy goal for a new content producer is to say, okay, I'm going to post one new blog, one new podcast, one new video a week. That is realistic. Um, that is doable. And it's it's going to keep the uh, the algorithms on uh, you know Facebook happy uh, or the algorithms on Google happy because um, what I've found is if you stay consistent um, you tend to pop up in search engines a little bit more than if you're just very sporadic because um, you know let's face it if if you're only posting you know, you post one week, and then you, you know, post three weeks later, and then you post a month later, and then, you know, you do post two posts back-to-back. Um, it's hard to build consistency with that. And, um, you know, when I look at a blog and it hasn't been updated in a year, I usually move on because it just says to me that the writer isn't interested in, uh, you know, putting fresh content up. Um, if I look and they've just posted last week, then I'll probably take a take a look and read what they have to say or listen to what they have to say. So, um, you know, everybody looks at this a little bit differently, but I think the, um, you know, consistent posting of content, whether it's once a week, I typically go three times a week. Um, I do a written blog on Monday and Friday, and then the podcast is on Wednesday, and then, you know, essentially I'll repost uh, the new blog that I posted on Monday, I'll repost it on uh, Tuesday on social media. Um, same thing for the podcast. I'll do it on Thursday. The blog on Friday, I'll do it on Saturday. And then Sunday, I'll do kind of a, you know, the most popular post of the week. I'll post it on Sunday. So um, I'm not having to post something new every single day, but there is fresh content Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So be consistent. Consistency is what will keep your audience 
interested in coming back. Well, all right, don't go away. We'll be right back. I just wanted to let you know this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by my book, Street Cop. Street Cop is a true a collection of true stories from my law enforcement career. If you want to know what it's like uh, behind the badge, check out Street Cop. Uh, the stories are all uh, they're all true. They're all from my law enforcement career. Uh, some are entertaining, some are humorous, and some will disturb you. But it gives you a very clear picture of what the men and women who protect our society every single day have to deal with. From drunk people to crazy people to domestics um, to what the type of training police officers go through to the stress of the job, check out Street Cop. Uh, click on the link. You can go to Amazon, read the first chapter or so for free, get a feel for it, but then click the buy button because I know you will enjoy it. Well, all right. So, so far, we're talking about is blogging still important? And we can even broaden that and say, is creating content still important? Whether it's through a written blog or a podcast or through a video cast or video blog, whatever whatever you're choosing to do. We talked about uh, keeping it short, whether it's written, video, or a podcast. Keep it short, you know, until you really know what you're doing. And even then, you probably still want to keep it short. Be consistent. Uh, number two, this is where so many people struggle and fail. Um, even producing fresh content once a week is a real challenge for so many people. And, you know, so, so there's, there's ways to get around that. There's some, um, you know, there's some hacks that we can talk about another time on how to keep your content fresh, but you've got to stay consistent. And then number three, number three, we'll wrap up this week with this one, is variety. Variety. Um, you know, this might not be applicable to a business or a professional person that's blogging about their particular niche. If you're a lawyer and you've got your own website and you're trying to get clients and you're posting a blog every week, you know, you're probably not going to post something about fishing. You know, you're probably going to be posting something about family law, um, how to create a trust, how to, you know, the importance of having a will, um, you know, what what to look for in a divorce lawyer, what to look for in a small claims uh, settlement, what, you know, what to look for in a uh, injury lawsuit. You know, you could blog. There's a, if you're a lawyer, the, the topics are infinite that you can write about for your website to keep your clientele coming back. I've got a friend who sells insurance, and he was talking about setting up a website, and I encouraged him to, um, you know, to create a blog. And you know, at first he wasn't really sure what I was talking about, but as we began to talk about it, I thought, you know, I began just sharing some ideas with him, you know, talking about the differences between whole life and term life insurance. Uh, how much insurance should a person have um, at different stages of their life? Um, you know, what what should you have as far as, um, you know, your your, your final uh, policy for your, your your funeral service and your burial? Um, you know, do you have stuff like that? Should you have an insurance policy on your children? You know, there's so many great thoughts that popped into my head for him. And he immediately said, yeah, that's great. Let's do it. So, so it's a great way to advertise your business by offering quality. Because let's face it, somebody goes to uh, Google 
looking for an answer to a question, because that's typically why they go, and you type in, um, you know, how much life insurance should I have, and you've created a really good blog um, or a podcast or a video blog on how much insurance, life insurance you should have, um, it's going to pop up on Google. You might not be the very top one to start with, but if people start going back, you're going to have some of the top hits on Google. I've got a couple of my posts um, that, that, are, that actually are some of the very top ones when somebody types in a particular question that it will pop up on Google. So, um, you know, if you've got a business, consider starting a blog. You want to talk about ideas? Shoot me an email. We'll talk about it. But but there's so many great ways to go. Um, you know, but for the vast majority of bloggers, for content creators, one of the keys to success is changing up the type of content that's posted. Um, you know, and this is one of those things, some, some people will say I'm crazy for even suggesting this because if your personal focus is on leadership, then that's what you should be writing about every day. If your focus is on um, God and the Bible, you should be writing about devotional topics every day. Um, my personal success, I think, has come from a fairly wide variety of topics, um, whether it's a book review, uh, whether it's a uh, Bible study, whether it's an examination of a book of the Bible, whether we talk about some theology, whether there's some type of self-help thing we're talking about, uh, something on, on leadership or management, uh, maybe a book ep- excerpt. I do that periodically. I'll take a, you know, a chapter from, from one of my books and post it. So, so there's a fairly wide range of things that we talk about because I want to keep the variety there. Part of that's just a you know personality flaw in me. I've got a short attention span, so I'm constantly looking for, you know, something that's going to um, be a little bit different. Um, you know, and like I said, some of my most popular posts are book reviews. Um, let's face it, you know, you go to Amazon. There's thousands and thousands and thousands of books there. How do you know what to read? Well, you can read the Amazon reviews. That's good. But you know, I love reading book reviews. What do, what do other people think about this particular book? And, uh, you know, so, so, I, so I post book reviews. Um, you know, writing about different things makes it interesting for the readers, and it helps prevent boredom or burnout in the writer. If all I'm doing is writing about leadership, I'm going to get tired of that. As much as I love leadership and talking about it and teaching it and helping people, I'm still going to get bored. So change it up. Um, do, do something different, and I think you're going to be very, very pleased with the results. Um, if you'll notice on some of my blogs, I've added, you know, maybe I try and add a picture to every single one just to make it visually appealing. Um, you know, in some of my written blogs, I've actually thrown in a video here and there. Um, but, but add some variety, do something different. You know, my podcast is, is, you know, covers a wide range of things. Um, you know, I've done a whole series on, on how to write a book, different types of book, how to, different types of books, how to get it published. Um, we're talking about uh, blogging, podcasting on this one, um, leadership, biblical studies, uh, a deep some deep dives into some biblical stuff. So, you know, there's just any number of things that you can do, but it just takes a little bit of imagination and a little bit of creativity, and you can produce a quality product. Well, I'm going to stop there. We've still got several other points to go over to talk about the fact that blogging is still important. 
So if you've got a question or comment, I'd love to hear from you. Go to davidspell.com. That's my website. And leave your question or comment in the comment section for today's post. While you're there, make sure you sign up to get my free newsletter. You'll get the, the regular newsletter that I put, publish every couple of months. Also, um, all my new content will just come straight into your inbox. And uh, that way you'll never miss a single episode. Well, friends, thanks for being with me, and I'll see you next week on Leading and Learning.